Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. This is author Sylvia Stein coming to you by potbean.com. And um, we tried to do this podcast last week, and and I'm very happy that, that author Andrea Buginski was very gracious enough to be here today. You know how technology is. We love it, and we also don't like it very much at the same time because when you want it to work, it doesn't. Let's hope today will be, you know, the start of a very good week with technology. And this way I can do the podcast with Andrea today. So without further ado, I bring you today uh, amazing author, best-selling author. And, you know, she does a lot of fantasy with YA, Andrea Buginski. And here she is. How are you today? I hope you're doing good. (laughs) Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm doing great, but uh, can you tell us um, your your readers and fans uh, and those new readers that you know might be listening to the podcast today? What um, where are you coming from from today? Uh, I am in Oberlin Park, Kansas, which is about half hour south of Kansas City. Um, beautiful suburban area. Um. Lived here for three years now. Moved there from Florida, which a lot of people find funny that I moved north from Florida, but I love it here. It's so beautiful. You just love, you just adjusted well to it, correct? Yes. Um, the only thing I find hard are the winters. It gets cold, and I tend to hibernate. But once spring comes, I I love the other three seasons yeah everything's good except winter you and i are in the same boat on that one we need to find that groundhog (laughs) yeah exactly the snow is nice when i can sit in front of my fireplace and watch it yeah but i don't like the cold temperatures (laughs) no they make us more sluggish and want to eat more you can afford it my friend but i cannot But uh, without uh, further ado, I wanted to also, you know, you're, you're a magnificent author, and I and I want you to share with, you know, everyone about your, your beginnings as an author. I know you have several books out, and I want you to just share your story with all of us. Okay. Um, well, I have six books published right now, mm-hmm. and Amazing. I'm, working on the se- I'm working on the seventh, which I hope I'll have ready to go this year Mm -hmm. um my writing journey was an interesting one most of the writers i talk to um you hear how they have loved writing known forever this is what they want to do and i did like writing when i was younger i always did well in my english classes Mm -hmm. but the field i had wanted to go into was medical field yes I grew some of my fans know I grew up with a heart defect. Okay. Yeah. And I enjoyed watching when they did the echoes. With, that's the ultrasound they do on the heart. Okay. When I was in high school, I decided that's what I wanted to do. In particular, I wanted to do that with the pediatric patients. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to be somebody that they knew when they were coming in for their test. Hey, you've been through this. You know, you, you can sympathize with me. Yes. So I found out about a program at the hospital where my doctors were that I yes. could go into. Yes. Talked to the director, and he told me what classes I would need in when I started college mm-hmm. because I had planned to go to junior college. Yes. In the neighborhood. 
Um, mostly it was science and math, of course. Mm-hmm. So I started those, and I really struggled. I had a hard time. I had to take some a couple of times just to pass them. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I was excelling in my English classes. I was in honors English. Yes. And my humanities classes, and I was enjoying those. And I kept trying to do the others and trying to do the others through my freshman and sophomore years. And right before my last semester, my sophomore year, I realized I just, I, this isn't going to work. I can't do this. Yes. And I was crushed. And I was sat there, a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, when you go to your junior year, you're pretty much supposed to know, okay, this is what I'm studying. Yes. <laughs> you can finish up the last two years. And here I was going, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And my sister, who is wonderful, one of my best friends, she said, well, you like writing. Why don't you do that? And it clicked, and I realized, yeah, I'll do that. And what I wanted to do then was to get my degree in journalism. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be, I wanted to write for magazines. I love reading magazines, all kinds of magazines. Mm-hmm. So I went into the journalism program at University of South Florida, mm-hmm. and I got through those classes. I really enjoyed them. Um, got through my junior and senior years there, and when I finally graduated, it took me a long time to get through school because of my heart condition. I had a missed time for illnesses, yes. surgeries. So it actually took me about 13 years to earn my bachelor's degree. Oh, really? So when I was um, when I graduated, my idea was to be a freelance journalist from mm-hmm. home. Yeah. And I looked for a couple of online places I could write and submit articles for. And maybe about a year into this, I decided I wanted to try to write a book. Buy a book, yeah. My first attempt was an adult romance book. Because I love Daniel Steele. Yeah. But I quickly learned, learned that that was just not the right style for me. Yeah. So one day I was watching a movie called The Seeker. I think mm-hmm. it's The Darkness is Rising. Some mm-hmm. of your some readers might have heard of it. It's, um, it's you know, it's a YA fantasy type yes. storyline. And that's when I realized that these are the kind of books that I love to read and the movies I love to watch. And I can still share my story with adolescents yeah. by writing books for them. So I decided this is what I want to write. I want to write YA fantasy. Yes, exactly. So at this time, I was also playing a role-playing game mm-hmm. with family members and a couple of friends. And my first thought was, well, I can take our characters and write my own stories involving them. Yes. And that's how the Chosen was born. Oh, okay. So I wrote the first book, The Chosen, and I tried to submit it to different publishers. And finally, one day, I had the opportunity to um, join an online writing conference. Mm-hmm. And part of what that conference offered yes. was submissions. Yes. And one of the places I submitted to offered me a contract. Wow. That's quite a I journey. Was, yeah. That was incredible. And I agreed. <laughs> Signed. Wow. I ended up publishing three books with them. Um, I was with them for several years. Um, yes. I did the 
shows in book one mm-hmm. and book two. Yes. And then I talked to my publisher and I told her that I also have always wanted to write my story yeah. about growing up with heart disease. Yes. Oh, and wow. again, aimed at adolescents who were growing yeah. up with heart disease or other um, illnesses. Yes. And also for parents of these children. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I pitched it to her, and she says, yeah, go ahead and send it to me. I'd love to read it. And I had been slowly working on this. Yes, of course. you you got to work it on your own time. Exactly. So I cleaned it up, I finished it, I submitted it, and it was published, and that is my open heart. Wow. And it's it's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, because you're connecting your story. That had to be... It's scary at some point, but it's also very empowering, isn't it? When you can share it with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just getting the whole story out and going through everything was just really... Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I could see the emotion in your face when you talk about it. It has to be, you know, something that you're... You have dealt with, but you're not letting it define you, which is amazing. I try not to. There are days, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <But> of course. <laughs> but you got a good sense of humor. I love it. Thank you. Um, I think it's actually one of my, I think it is actually my best-selling of all of my books. It seems like, like when I do contests and giveaways, it seems yeah. like that's the one everybody wants, wants to, to. The person, yeah, the you know, the person that's outside of the writing, you know, who is who she is exactly. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Um, so I was with this publisher for a couple of years, and along the way, I was also learning how to self publish. I took the course with the best-selling author, Melissa Foster. Yes, she's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah, you and I know and love. She's yes. She's great author great, great. and also an advocate for authors. Yes, so she is. one of her groups. Yes, she is. So I learned how to do everything myself, and I realized that I was doing a lot of the advertising and marketing for my books. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can just do this part of it also, I can do everything on my own. Yeah. Um, so I decided to try it. I started a brand new series called New Avalon. Mm-hmm. The first book I had actually already started. I mm-hmm. tried my first NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel <laughs> Writing Month. Yes. <laughs> you know what that is. You're yes. supposed to write 50,000 words. Yes. Yes. During the month of November, I burned out after about two weeks. Yes. <laughs> and had to stop and never tried the challenge again. It was just too much for me. It was too much. It was uh, too much. Yeah. And it, the, what I tell people do it at your own pace. Do what you yeah. can. Don't think of 50. Just do what you can. Exactly. So that's why I just, from then on, I just did what I could do. Yeah. Um, but the good thing of it is that I got a start to another great story another great series yes and this series is about a girl who learns on her 16th birthday that she is a descendant of the lady of the lake oh oh and you you, you're you love that right that 
Oh gosh, I love all of those. The idea came from several different places. Uh, one was I wanted another um, teenager, female, mm-hmm. hero character. Um, I wanted fantasy again, of course. Um, and there was this movie that I loved called Miss of Avalon. Yeah. Which focused more on the female side of the King Arthur legends. So like yes. The lake and Arthur's mother and sister. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do that point of view. Yes. So I put all this together and I came up with this idea of, okay, well, I can base it centered around, you know, the lady of the lake and mm-hmm. girls who find out they're descendants of her and yes. have this magic and have to go where she is to learn it. And so New Avalon was born. Yes. I created the characters. And I started writing it for NaNoWriMo. Yes. And when I had when I had to take that break and stop, I had just put it in the drawer. Yeah. So now fast forward back to where I was where I would wanted to try to sell publish my first book. Yes. I had to bring it out, dust it off, and finish it. And Destiny was my first self published book. Oh, that's amazing. And it did well, didn't it? It did do well. I have um I have a handful of, of fans. Yes. And they seem to it seems to be split. Some uh-huh. of them love the chosen. Yes. And asking when's the next one coming. Um, there's actually a third one that came out last year. So there yes. are three of those. And then I have the handful that say, when's the next new Avalon book coming? Yes. And there are two of those now, and I'm working on the third one. The third one. Now, um, I remember you wrote, um, I think that's part of The Chosen, right? Striker's Apprentice, that's part of The Chosen. Can you share a little bit about that story? Um, Striker's Apprentice is... um, I'm sorry, uh, pretty much centers on the leader of the chosen, Striker, okay. and the hunter. Okay. Now, there's a young boy in Hallie's village. Hallie is my main character. Okay, she's the one in the, the main character of Chosen 1 and yeah. 2, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a dwarf, lives in the dwarf village. Mm-hmm. And there's a young hunter mm-hmm. who... The two families know each other, Hallie's family and his family. And they are talking to Hallie and telling her how he's at the age where he's trying to find a master to teach him the craft of hunting. Yes. And they ask her if she'll talk to Stryker. Stryker might be willing to take him on as an apprentice. Okay. And, of course, he agrees. And so the storyline is the Chosen travels through... Newer portions of their world, Phantasma, mm-hmm. yeah. that I haven't explored yet in the previous books. Yeah. So new territory for the readers. And they take the hunter, his name is Dylan. Mm-hmm. They take him through the forest, and Stryker is teaching him. Oh, like, yeah, to, trying to. He teaches him about the hunt. Oh. And then his wife, Kandila, who is also a hunter, kind of shows him some tricks of the trade of, of her own too so oh, okay. it's a nice it's a nice another nice coming of age story this time focused on a male character oh, okay i haven't done yet and i really wanted to i want it because i try to get my books for both i don't want them to be just for teenagers 
asking girls. I want the boys to speak. Yeah, so it. you want to open it up for more for boys and girls to be open to right. it. Six exactly. Records Apprentice, I think, is more along the lines of something maybe I'm hoping the boys will like. Oh, that's great. That's that's amazing. For those that are listening, you know, I know your books are really well thought out. And and one thing that I, I wanted to ask you, do you feel like your characters come to life? Because I, you know, they say writers always hear voices and, and, and they, you know, they, they become real to, uh, you know, to the writer. I know when I write a character, they're always like uh, talking or they're, or they're, they're constantly like arguing, are you ever going to finish my story or something like that? I don't know if you want to share that with everyone. Um, when I'm writing the books, there are times where they kind of sneak in and start telling the story. That's actually my favorite part of the writing. Yes. When you take over. <laughs> I go, okay, your turn. I can take a break now. <laughs> um, as far as what you're talking about, characters who are with me all the time. Yes. I do have... Five of them. And they are my childhood imaginary friends okay. who have stayed with me my whole life. I always thought later on in junior or not middle school and then high school. Yeah. You know, I was they were still with me. I loved them. Yeah. But I was slightly embarrassed. You know, here I am, a grown teenager. Yeah. I still have imaginary friends I didn't understand. But you know, hey, okay, they're here. They're going to stay with me. I love them. Yeah. So then when I started getting into writing and joining writers groups and mm-hmm. talking to writers, I found out I was normal. I was a writer. <laughs> you know, all the writers have these characters that are with Yeah, they're, they're constantly speaking to us in different yes. forms, and they want their attention. Exactly. That's wonderful, I think. <laughs> yeah. I finally realized, okay, that's why you guys are still here. You're supposed to be. <laughs> and yes, they they're they're with me all the time. That that's just just that's just amazing. Another thing is, as far as your characters, I know. Can you tell us about your first, the main character, Haley? Is it Haley? Is it Hallie. Hallie, sorry, Hallie is for the chosen. Can you tell us about her and what are, what is the main character or characters in the the new Avalon series? Um, Hallie is the main character in the Chosen. She, as I said, is a dwarf. Yes. And in the first book, um, there's a war erupting on the plan- on her planet. Okay. And Queen Lorelai, who is kind of the lead down, yes. Um is trying to put together this team to go and take care of the main person causing the war. And she wants Hallie to be part of this. Yeah. Now, the problem with this is that Hallie doesn't know anything about it. She has no idea who she really is. Okay. Queen Lorelai goes to her village and meets with her. And she knows her parents. She doesn't Mm -hmm. know her parents since before she was born. Yes. And so they sit down and they tell Hallie, okay, this is your background. And that she is a holy paladin Mm -hmm. and has powers to be. Wow. Lorelai needs her to join this group. Exactly. So that's a huge scene in the book where she finds out. Exactly. Who she really is, where 
where she comes from. Yeah, so it's without giving everything away, that that's basically what you're... <laughs> that, yeah, you're trying to nitpick. So, don't ask me these questions. You're taking away from my story. <laughs> without giving it away but what can you share the little bit you can share about new avalon the, the main character like what are her traits maybe you want to talk about that um in new avalon the main character is elena okay and that book has a similar storyline um she is visited by the lady of the lake whom she's known her whole life mm -hmm. and is her godmother and she comes to visit for her 16th birthday. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, similar storyline. She needs to talk to Elena to tell her mm -hmm. about her own destiny. Oh, okay. And where she comes from and what's coming. And what's coming what's for her. Coming yeah. For her and her life as of her 16th birthday. So she tells her. That I, you know, I, you love the King Arthur stories that you've been reading all your life. Well, I'm here to tell you those stories are real. Those characters are real. And I am the Lady of the Lake. Mm -hmm. I have descendants. And you're one of them. Wow. And on your 16th birthday, you're going to come into some powers. Yeah. Oh. And what they are, I, I don't think I ever used the word witch in my books. But that's what they are. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, in Destiny, after Lena finds out about her path, um, Isabel, the Lady of the Lake, takes her to Avalon. Mm -hmm. They have the infamous island Avalon. Yes. And there's a school there for the girls to go to when they come into their powers to learn everything. Yes. That's where New Avalon is. That's the name of the school. So Elena goes there, and she meets these other girls. Mm -hmm. And at the time, she realizes, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And she has this group of friends that she's never had before and just starts to open up. To open up. Now, so in the first book, yeah, you meet Lena and these other girls, and you just kind of get introduced to their world. Mm -hmm. In the second book, Fate, um, you're continuing on Elena's journey. Yeah. But I'm also focusing on one of the other characters. Okay. Her friend, Izzy. Izzy. Telling her story. In my mind, what I'd like to do is there are five of the main girls and okay. what I want to do is in each book I want to bring in a different girl you'll still be following Elena's path yes but you want to kind of open it up for the other right. but mixed in with that is going to be one of the other girls storylines yes that that fits so well and I was going to say can you relate to those characters like did you add part of you in in that in that story can you share about that Yes, both Hallie and Elena are based on me. I always felt shy when I was in school. Once I made friends, they were my, they were close, really close friends, and I was fine. You know, when I had a lot of fun. But basically, you like them. people to approach you. It's more of an of of. Yeah, it was hard for me to make friends. I missed a lot of school. 
Yeah. And I was never really, I, I was never part of the popular girls. I always had a couple of just close friends. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really a part of a group until my senior year of high school. Yeah. And I always just felt kind of shy and, you know, a little out of sorts around all the other girls and the cliques. Yes. I kind of just kind of flowed, you know, from one to the other, depending on the day and who was doing what. Yeah, exactly. And so Elena and Kelly are kind of the same. They're shy. They're hard. You know, it's hard for them to approach other people. Yes. But once they are part of each of their group, both of then them, they're fine. They're perfectly fine. They open up, and these are their. You know, I mean, these groups of theirs become family. Yeah, exactly. And they're really involved. And the other part of what I tried with both of them is I want to show the readers that everybody has a hero inside. That yes. Even if they don't know it, there's someone there. Yes. And if, and if you look hard enough, you search hard enough, you'll find it like these two girls did. Yeah, that's amazing. That's an amazing message. I love that. Now, one thing I also uh, ask about you because I, I really enjoy you know, the messages in your books and what you, you brought up for, you know, as far as your writing and how you work, because you have to work with, you know, you, you're not always feeling your best, but you work around it, which is awesome. You, you've talked about it, but you finished school. And what I, what I wanted to touch up on is the way that your journey changed, um, you know, because everybody says, you know, there's always a path that you follow in life. And uh, as far as you wanted to be in, in medical, in the medical field, but then you found out your your English degree, you know, you were really good at English and then you, it led you to getting your degree and mm-hmm. and becoming a writer freelance. Then you went through your publishing, like regular publishing, then self-publishing. And now you're just doing, you know, the books the way you want to, to do them. Basically, you're creating them in your own, you know, your own form, which I think is very empowering because I'm an indie author, too. And I think you you've added a big element today with you know with the way what you what your story is in your journey, um, and uh, and I think you've come a long way. But is there like a process that you follow for writing, or is there anything you want to add to what I just said? I don't know if I follow what I do process. Okay. I've heard of other writers after have you know they have their ritual. Yeah. Of how they have to write. Let me have to listen to what drink they have to have yeah and i'm not really like that with me it's more along the lines of what i feel well enough and up to writing and inspired to write i sit at my desk i look at what written i try to take notes on the way i don't really create an outline before i write yeah yeah okay and to keep it what I'm doing and what I want to keep doing. Exactly. So I just look at all that and start writing. And there you go. Yeah, and after, I can usually go for about an hour. So I get tired and eat the And it gets me, you know, depending on how much into the story I get while I'm writing, I can write um, anywhere from at a time, sometimes up to five or six pages. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and I also also wanted to add, I know that you love uh, also like 
you love the gardening part of, of uh, nature when you can. Like, you know, you don't go outside as much, but when you do, you have a, like a little bit of your own paradise there where you live. Can you share about yes. that? Because I've seen your pictures. So you can't, oh, you, you can't keep us away from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cut. we left out when we went apartment hunting online. Okay. And we were getting down, or the buck here, rather. Yeah. We didn't want to do two trips. We didn't yeah. want to do a separate trip to find a place and something. Yeah. Release and everything. And then go home and pack and go home. Yeah. One trip. So we went apartment hunting. And one of the places we were looking at, we can see from the picture, in the middle of the apartment, these three beautiful looking ponds around. Yeah. We both said, you know what? That would be doing good by. <laughs> yeah. So, and we talked to the manager quite a bit. She answered all of our questions. Yeah. Everything over the phone. And when we moved into the apartment, and we had I've seen the pictures and I love that you have that. I call it your own little writer's retreat. That's how I refer it to. <laughs> it looks like a park. It looks like there's a park in my backyard. Yes, backyard. yes. Oh, that makes it even better. That's a big plus there. <laughs> it's, it's like you're, you you become their own, their own Snow White now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you'll take it <laughs> mm -hmm. well it's been it's been wonderful all the all, all everything you've shared with us today andre like i said it's always amazing to have an author like yourself to to come and tell us about you so readers can learn more about you but uh, of course i want other readers to follow you as well so where can we find you uh those of us that are new to your books that where they can contact you or email you can you share that with us today the best place to find me is my website okay and it's simply the name um it's andrea i'm gonna have it on the podcast i will put all the information there and uh, okay. it's andreabaginski.com, right? That's what you said? And yes. I, I will have that. But is there anything additional? Like, do you want us to add your email there as well? Um, there is another blog that I started earlier this year. Okay. And that I am specifically to write for And it's called From My Open Heart. Oh, okay. And that's a blog spot blogspot.com. Okay. But if you go to my main website, which is Andrea Okay. I have links going everywhere. I have two on my social pages. Okay. Books, so blog, everything is in that website. So, another blog. Everything's right there. 
See, so she made it easy, everyone. There's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the reason that I love playing Hedgewood's theme, which is the main theme in Harry Potter, is because you bring, every time I hear that song, I think of you because you love all the fantasy stuff. And and like I said, we never, even as we get older, our the kid inside of us is always there. We don't ever want to lose sight of that. And, and, and that's the main reason I, you know, I love playing that in the background on my Spotify playlist. But um, is there anything additional you want to add to this interview? Uh, nothing I can think of. I just want to thank my readers for reading my books. That, you know, that's the reason I write it. But yeah, for them, exactly. I hope anyone else will check them out. If you want to get a taste for them, when you go to my website, mm -hmm. sign up for my newsletter. Okay. If you're not already signed up, and you'll get a um, an e-copy of my first book, which is oh, nice. So, so you that will be see. So she's giving away basically. If you want to learn more about Andrea, you know, in her great books, and you go to andreabaginski.com. You will also uh, be able to find all her links. You get to sign up for her newsletter. You'll receive an e-cup e copy of, of her first book, The Chosen. So, you you know, you get to learn this. If you feel you like them, then you can go ahead and go and download them. And uh, where are they available? So everyone uh, knows where to get them. They're on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Amazon and Barnes & Noble. There you go, folks. That's where she has them. And like I said, Andrea, this has been a wonderful afternoon to have you here today. Uh, I really enjoyed you. Thank you for coming to us from all the way from Kansas. And uh, I'm over here in North Carolina. And I'm going to play you off with the Hedwig's theme. And I use my, my accent as an excuse that I, I don't pronounce it well. So I do apologize. <laughs> and I will, leave you, I will leave you with that. But thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. I loved having you here as always. And here we go. And thank you everyone for tuning in to the podbean.com and still author channel. This is Sylvia Stein signing off. Check it out, Andrea. <laughs> Cross your finger. Yes. If not, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this internet. Okay. It's showing here, so it better. It's showing the time. Thirty-five and all that. Okay. Here we go.